0: Welcome to church, everybody. How are you doing? Man, I'm excited. Uh, This week, we are starting a brand new series talking about uh, detox. Amen? We're going to get some of you on a detox program. Amen? Where we're going to flush out some of the garbage you don't need so that you can walk free. Amen? Amen? The Bible says to lay aside every weight That doth so easily beset us and to run as fast as we can. Amen. Looking unto Jesus who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Turn with me if you can to Romans chapter number 12 verse 2. It's getting a little bit warm up in here already. Romans chapter number 2 verse 12. If you have it, say I have it. Congratulations to uh, the Marrondezes, the newest couple in the church. Amen. Amen. He sent me a message while he had just finished playing uh, Lobola and he said, Pastor, I'm a man now. And I said, welcome to the club. Amen. Boys to men. This is where it happens. And all the boys said, Amen. we we, We have a few of them still. Amen. But we're working on it. Hallelujah. Romans chapter number 12, verse 2, if you have it, say, I have it. The Bible says, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be ye what? I didn't hear that. Come on, preach with me. Be transformed. How many of you would like to receive some transformation this morning? You're in the right place. The Bible says, don't be conformed, but be transformed. And what I like about this scripture is God did not leave it to any of our imagination to figure out how this transformation was going to come. Because he knew there was going to be a season with a lot of weirdos. Amen. So he tells you how this transformation comes. Amen. See, because if God hadn't told some of us would have written books, Seven Ways to Transformation, listen to me. There is only one way to transformation. And God tells you the way. So he doesn't leave it to your own imagination to figure out how this transformation will come to you. He tells you how it's going to come to you if you continue reading. He says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that you may be able to prove that which is that good, perfect, and acceptable will of God. In other words, so that you may be able to manifest. The good, perfect, and acceptable will of God. In other words, so that you may be able to taste with your own taste buds. The perfect, good, and acceptable will of God. In other words, so that the Bible may become real to you. Amen? So that it stops being an elusive fantasy, a pie in the sky. You're the head and not the tail, but you live your life defeated. God will meet all my needs according to his riches and glory, but you're broke. God is saying if you don't change the way you think, you will not be able to manifest the word of God. So the first place for your detox is your head, it's your mind. Amen. And it's sad to say, for many, many, many years, the church has gathered around an emotional frenzy where we you know we just get together and we we get high on some something, and everybody just whooply, whooply, whoo, ah! And then we don't change our minds or in, activate our intellects in the Word to do the Word, and we leave our lives defeated. Amen. I said, Amen. amen. God wants you to be transformed. And is prescribed the way you are going to receive that transformation. Now, backing down a little bit, eh, there's a chance for you to actually be conformed. That's why he tells you not to do it. And notice he tells you what you shouldn't do before he tells you what you should do. Why? Because there are two kingdoms running in the world today. There is what is called the world system, which is governed by the world's way of doing things, and there is what is called the kingdom system which is governed by the word of god amen and said to say god has given each and every one of us the ability to choose which kingdom we can live under amen but he says if you're going to receive some transformation the first thing you should do is to not conform In other words, you must unlearn before you learn. You must take off the dirty diaper before you put on a new one. I think it was uh, Tafazo was sharing at the men's group saying, Hey, this week I won't be able to join you for the weekly fellowship because I've gone to an antenatal uh, class. And all the guys said, Amen, Amen. What is that? And I had to explain to the boys, I told them, I said it's a place where they teach you how to change diapers. And you know what? how they teach you, Tate? They just tell you before you put on a new diaper, you must take off the old ones. Because a lot of folk think, listen, if the baby wants a new diaper, get a new diaper and get the baby a new diaper. But the first thing you must do is take off the old diaper so that you can put on the new diaper. What am I talking about? Get rid of the old way of thinking when you come into the kingdom of God. Why? Because it will not apply. This is why Jesus said, we're not going to do it. We're not going to put new wine into old wineskins. We're not going to put a new way of living into an old mindset. The first place we must detox the church is the way we think. Amen? Amen. See, because we've been conditioned over here in the world system that there is lack. We've been conditioned that there is a thing called an incurable disease. We've been conditioned to think that if your marriage doesn't work, you can just go to the courts and get a divorce. I thought I was going to get an amen. That's what the world says. Amen? If your wife gets a little old, get a, a, a newer, younger version. That's how they condition you in the world. They never teach you about the fruit of the Spirit. In the world system, they tell you that you are a victim of your biology. So every once a month, you get an excuse to trip on everybody. That's the world system. You won't find that in Scripture. Hallelujah. I'm preaching good already. Amen. Amen. In the world system, they'll tell you that there are certain people who are just uh, uh, geared for short-temperedness. Yeah, that's just how they are. No, not according to the Bible. When you cross over and come into this system, Scripture tells you, according to Galatians 5.22, that you actually indeed have the fruit of the Spirit on the inside of you, coming out of you, a river flowing, welling up to eternal life. The thing that should be coming out of you is faith, joy, love, peace, meekness, long-suffering. And by the way, that does not mean suffering for long. It means patience. Amen? So your response to every situation should be the fruit of the Spirit. If someone cuts you in traffic, don't wave at them with one finger. Let the fruit of the Spirit come out of you. Amen? But for you to let it out, you have to get it in your mind. Why? Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Man, we're gonna get deeper with this thing. Amen. I feel I might just preach today and not teach. Just, just you know, just go with it. Can I do that? Man, I'm telling you, this thing is exciting. Be transformed by the renewing ing renewing that makes you dedicating your life to mind renewal a lifestyle you didn't say you are transformed by a renewed mind it's not an event it's renewing it's a continuous thing and this is how you do it you get as much of the Word of God on the inside of you as you can here is the formula Luke 6 verse 45 a good man out of the good treasure of his heart, will bring forth that which is good. An evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, will bring forth that which is evil. And from the heart, the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. Whatever you put in your heart will come out. I said whatever you put in your heart in large enough quantities will come out. It will surprise you. Amen? Amen? The boys will tell you, uh, we had, uh, and you know, a lot of people will have excuses, but there's no excuse. This is the formula. We had a pastor we used to play soccer with, and uh, uh, in the duration that he came for about three months, he probably started six fights. You know, you want to beat up people. And then you turn around after the the fight and say, you know, Pastor T, don't worry about that. That was just nothing. You know, sometimes the other side of me. No, there won't be any other side of you if you let the word of God get on the inside of you. Amen. Amen. I said, amen. amen. If you squeeze a lemon, what comes out? I didn't hear that. If you squeeze an orange, what comes out? If you squeeze a Christian, what should come out? Jesus. Amen? When you're oppressed, the thing that should come out is your likeness to Jesus. And there are no excuses. Some of you just watch way too much drama on TV and then when you get into trouble, a curse word come out and you say, oh, where did that come from? I'll tell you where it came from. It came from your heart. Amen? Why? Because God said from the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. So if you put the Word of God in abundance in your heart, when you're in trouble, what will come out? The Word of God. Amen? That's the thing that should be coming out of the believer's mouth. The Word of God. And when you make the Word of God a priority, your life will produce the results that are promised in His Word. You have to make the Word of God a priority. They say you are what you eat. (laughs) If you eat drama, you're going to get drama. If you eat the world system, you will get the world system. If you eat the Word of God, you will get the Word of God. And how many of you know that the Word of God is food? Jesus, led by the Spirit, went into the wilderness in Luke chapter number 4. And as He was there, the Bible says He was tempted of the devil. The devil came to him when he was hungry. Forty days and forty nights of fasting. He says, why don't you turn these stones into bread? You know what Jesus said? He said, it is written. See, you don't even, see, the Christian life is so simple. You don't even have to come up with stuff. Just say, it is written. And let the word of God come out of you. He says, it is written. Man shall not live on bread alone. But burvo, steak, and chicken, and no. He said, man shall not live on bread alone, but by the Word of God. The Word of God is your food when you are a believer. The Word of God is your sustainer. This is why Job said, I esteem your Word more than my necessary food. The Word of God will sustain you. And as you start valuing the Word of God, the Word of God will begin to produce in your life the kind of results that are produced, that are promised by the Word of God. Amen. Hebrews 11 speaks of the Word of God. Hebrews chapter number 4, verse 12 says, The Word of God is quick and it is powerful and it is sharper than any two edged sword. To the dividing asunder of every spirit and soul born and marrow, and it is the discerner of men's thoughts and the intents of the heart. That's the word of God. He said in Isaiah fifty five, When I send forth my word, it will not return unto me void, but it will accomplish every purpose, every purpose, every, every, every purpose to which I have sent it forth to. David said the word of God is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. David said at the entrance of his word, there's going to be some light. Why? Because the entrance of his word, it brings light. It brings illumination. It brings revelation. It brings new ways of thinking and new ways of doing things. It brings eureka moments. When you tap into the word of God, you get creative all of a sudden and you wonder where it came from. That's the word of God. He says in Hebrews chapter number 1 verse 3, He holds all things by the power of His word. God's word is powerful. God's word can change your life. This is why God said in Jeremiah chapter number 1 from verse 12, I watch over my word to perform it. God watches over His word to make sure that it comes to pass. Amen. That's God's word. And we have to attach the same value to his word that God attaches to his word. You know what God said about his word? He said, I've esteemed my word more than the name of Jesus. He esteems his word more than his own name. Let me tell you, God's name is powerful. The Bible says that the name of Jesus, everything, every knee in heaven, on the earth, and in the underworld will bow. And God said, but my word, I've esteemed it more than my name. The authority of the word of God is amazing. When you take it and start using it in your life situations. As the enemy continued tempting Jesus, he said, listen, you look at all this kingdom. If you bow to me, I'll give it all to you. What did Jesus say? It is written, thou shalt serve the Lord thy God and only him. And the enemy didn't give up. He went back and he said, listen, the Bible said. See, if you don't know what the Bible says, the enemy will quote the Bible to you. He went and started misquoting Psalm 91. He says, Jesus, the Bible says. You are the one who wants what the Bible says, right? Let me give it to you. And the enemy said, the Bible says, if you jump, God has sent forth angels to catch you. Lest you dash your foot against the stone. And Jesus said, no, wrong application. Wisdom is knowing the word and knowing when to apply it. Jesus said, you've just misapplied the word of God. The word of God actually says, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. But how did Jesus fight the devil? He used the word. How are you going to fight the devil? You have to use the word. The formula hasn't changed. You have to get the word of God on the inside of you in large enough quantities. Someone once said, put the word in your heart when you don't need it. And your heart will put the word in your mouth when you do need it. You have to have the word of God on the inside of you so much so that you're on autopilot to the word of God. When you're in trouble, the first thing that should come out of your mouth is the word. Not what the doctor says. When sickness hits you, what comes out? Isaiah 53 verse 5. He was wounded for my transgressions, bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him, and by his stripes I am healed. Therefore, I am healed. Amen? See, you can't be saying, and you can't be saying, well, uh, you know, This pastor did this in this church. He got one guy to stand up and he said, Why do you believe God should prosper you? And the guy said, Because the Bible says I should be prospered. He said, Where? He said, Well, somewhere there. He said, Who told you that? He said, My pastor. You know how the devil responds to that? He said, Your pastor I know. Paul I know. Jesus I know. But who? See, when you don't become familiar... With the Word of God, who, who are you? You can't just get this stuff. You can't hitchhike someone else's faith when it comes to the Word of God. You have to stand on your own faith. Get the Word in your own heart and let it produce for your own life. This is why we spend hours and hours. And You know, I once asked a friend of mine, I said, why do we teach the Word in the church? And he said, well, that's just what happens. You know, people come to church, we sing fast songs, slow ones, and then someone has to get up to say something so we can go home. Listen, when we teach, we're trying to get you stuff that you can use to renew your mind, activate you to be so hungry for the Word that when you get back home, you're looking at all these scriptures to see if those things were so. That's what the Bereans did. It says they were noble. Every time the apostles taught, when they went back home, they went to check to see if those things were so. See, because if you don't go and check and renew your mind to this stuff, and if it is not so, guess what? You're going to get the wrong results. Before you renew your mind, you just can't be like little chicks, you know, in a nest, just open your mouth to everything. That comes out on Christian television. Amen? I said, Amen. You have to go back to Scripture to check if those things were so. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word of God has to be a priority in our lives. Say that after me. The word of God God. is a priority priority. in in my life. You know how you detox James chapter number one, verse 21. Says, put away all filthiness and all superfluity of naughtiness. But receive the engrafted word of God, watch this, which is able to save your soul. What is he saying? The word of God has potential to save your soul. But only when you receive it. See, I was talking to a sister who was trying to get married and uh, we were just helping her make a choice on this one brother and one of the things I said to her was, but he's got potential. And she said, hey, Pastor T, potential doesn't count. Because it might never be realized. Amen? The Word of God is loaded with potential, but it's sad to say that some of it, 75% of it is never realized. You know when we say give, it will come back to you and so on and so forth? That applies to the Word of God. You give the Word time, then the Word results will come back to you. Good measure. pressed down, shaking together and running over. It's the same principle. If you don't give the Word time, man, Just get ready. Just be prepared to live a defeated life. Just get ready. Because there is no way you're going to win without the word of God. Ephesians chapter number 6. Remember when Paul was giving us the armor of God? The only offensive weapon that a child of God has, which is the sword, is the word. The word of God is your gun. That's your AK-47. That's your rocket launcher to fight the devil with. And if you don't use it, the devil will eat, eat your lunch and pop the bag. Mark chapter number 4. Man, I love the word. I just love it. This has changed my life. Some of the guys I grew up with, you will tell you here, uh, I used to always be the first one to throw the first punch. You know, it, it, me and my boys would go out to the club and you know, just hang out and so on and so forth, and then, you know, some confrontation. I was the first one, just push, knock your front teeth out. Some of the guys, when they see me, they say, Man, God, God, God is real. He changed you. God is real. I'll tell you this, man. My wife will tell you this I'm the nicest guy. Just the way you see me in the pulpit is the way I am at home. Man, I never shout when she tries to start something. Man, I just get in the car, go pray, and then come back. Man, I'm nice. I'm telling you, I'm I'm nice. I'm a nice guy. I can say this, she's not here. (laughs) Mark chapter number 4, verse 1. But I'm telling you, the Word will change you. Man, we've been getting testimonies after testimonies of people that have been transformed just sitting under the Word. And you know what it says in Mark 4? It says when the farmer plants the seed, he goes to sleep and rises up in the morning and the word grows of itself. And watch the kicker. He knows not how. See, that's what I like about God's word. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to make it work. You don't have to know how it works. All you have to know is that it works. It's like a farmer who goes and plants seeds. They don't go and check after every hour to see if the seed is germinating. Amen? Amen? They put their faith in the seed. And when you put the seed down, you trust that it's going to germinate and it springs forth. It's sad to say that the enemy has gotten some folk to plant seed in the ground and to go back and check after every 30 minutes. By stripes I'm healed. And then, ooh, but I still have pain. No, once you say by stripes I'm healed, just get up and start walking. Like you are healed. Why? Because you are healed. Because God cannot lie. Hallelujah. If He says all your needs are met according to His riches and glory, live like all your needs are met according to His riches and glory. If He says cast all your cares on Him, cast all your cares on Him. How tough is that? It's so tough in the church. I'll tell you, people won't cast their cares onto Jesus. Scripture says, Cast your cares onto Jesus because he cares for you. Pastor, if I cast all my cares onto Jesus, what am I going to be left with? The peace of God, dummy. Amen. Man, people love to worry and be anxious. And Jesus is saying, Be anxious for nothing. You say, Oh, no, man. A little worry is good for your health. They say that in science. Not according to your Bible. He says, Be anxious for nothing. He says, Look at the birds. God feeds them. And he asked, he said, who's more valuable? The birds or you? And the answer is, you are more valuable than the birds. And he says, how much more will God, he didn't even say God. He said, how much more will your heavenly Father? See, a lot of people still relate with God as God, some deity. No, God is your Father. Daddy. And he says, how much more will God meet your needs and take care of you? Man, when you put that on the inside of you in large enough quantities what will happen when the bill comes? you let it out but when you put your friends opinions, the economists opinions and statistics on the inside of you and when the bill comes you know the economists are saying 90 percent of South Africa will not meet their bills this year and then you put yourself in that, and you let that renew your mind, guess what, when a bill comes, oh boy, I'm telling you, 90% of so Oh man, I'm telling you. And guess what? What is fear? Fear is having faith in the devil. You start operating in fear. You start trusting that that will come to pass more than what God is saying to you. You start trusting in the doctor's report more than what God is saying to you. Listen, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. If he says he's going to take care of me, guess what? He will take care of me. Hallelujah. Where did I tell you to go? Mark? Chapter number 4, verse 1. All right. And he began again to teach. Now Jesus on this day taught 10 parables on the importance of God's word. What am I doing? I'm trying to challenge you. Man, by the time we finish with this series, you will be so much in love with God's word. The barometer for me is I never spend more time in the gym than I do reading God's Word. That's the barometer for me. And the other barometer for me is that I never eat Nando's more than I eat the Word of God. So you know what I've resolved to do? When I go to lunch, I take my Bible with me and I eat reading my Bible. So that I give the Word of God an equal opportunity with the natural food. How many of you can live without the natural food? You can't, right? It's the same way. You're going to be frail in your spirit if you don't eat spiritual food. Let me tell you something. One day a week is not good enough for you to live a balanced, healthy Christian life in His Word. When you get home, man, just make sure you stock up on this Word. Just make sure you read it. What if I don't understand it, Pastor T? That's the job of the Holy Spirit. He said He will teach you all things. But if the Holy Spirit is going to teach you, you have at least got to show up to class. Amen? Man, today I'm challenging you. Get in the Word. You want the Word results? Get in the Word. Just read the Word. Just fall in love with it. Two chapters a day, one chapter a day, one verse a day will change your life. One word from Jesus will radically change your life. Just fall in love with it and meditate on it. What did he say? He began to teach again by the seaside, and there was gathered unto him a great multitude. So that he entered into a ship and sat in the sea. And the whole multitude was by the sea on the land. And he taught them many things by parables, saying unto them in his doctrine, Harken, behold, there went out a sower, someone say a sower, come on, say it like in church, to sow, and it came to pass, that as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up, and some fell on stony ground, when it had not much, much earth, and immediately it sprang up. Because it had not depth of earth, but when the sun was up, it it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. And others fell on good ground. Someone say, "Good ground." Shout, "I am good ground." Am. Tell your neighbor, "I am good ground." Am. Push the person in front of you and ask them, "Are you good ground?" I said push I said push the person in front of you. Hey, push the person in front. Ask them, are you good round? Hey, Amen. Turn around and say, man, what kind of question is that? <laughs> Watch what it says. Uh, Jesus explains the parable. Again, I like Jesus. He didn't leave it to our imagination. Because if he had left her to our imagination, man, we would have all kinds of theories on what this parable means. Amen? I would have probably written a book on the parable of the sower. Thick volume. No, Jesus explained it. No need to figure it out. Verse 13. He said unto them, Know ye not this parable? How will you know all parables? Jesus is saying, if you know this parable, you will have the key to unlock all parables. He says, man, you don't know this parable? How will you know all parables? If you know this parable, you have the key to know the secret of the kingdom of God. What is this parable? Verse 14, the sower sows the word. So the seed is the word. If the seed is the word, the Bible tells us that the seed of the word is the incorruptible seed of the word of God. So there is nothing wrong with the word of God. There is nothing wrong with the seed. And if you go to the Greek for this word, a uh, uh, seed word, it's the word, the Greek word sperma, where we get the English word sperm. What is he saying? You let the word on the inside of you. The word is the ability to conceive whatever it is that you had left on the inside. Man, you let the word of God around peace get on the inside of you, the word of God will begin to conceive peace on the inside of you. He said he will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed unto him. He will do the keeping. See, once you put the word in there, you don't have to worry about how the word works. How many of you in here have children, when you put the seed in there, went in to try and fix and get the seed, get the egg. I'm going to make this thing happen. You don't have to make the word of God happen. Just let it on the inside of you and the word will work all by itself. Say amen to that. The seed is the word of God. But how many of you know that seed that is not planted won't produce? And once you plant seed, don't go every 10 minutes checking. Back home, we call it, uh, you know when you, uh, avocados? Any of you know avocados? They they don't ripen on the tree. So you have to take them from the tree, sometimes put them in the ground for them to ripen. So what typically happens every time we go to the village is that the baboons would see us do this thing and then come back after a week and take the avocado and it's ripe. And the baboons would take the avocado, just put it in the ground, close their eyes, turn around, and then come back and Better known as (laughs) Egudo. Man, when you put the word of God on the inside of you, leave it there. Amen. Just leave it there. Put it on the inside of you and leave it there. And let it work. Hallelujah. So the word is seed. Verse 15. And they by the wayside were where the word is sown... But when they have heard, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Immediately. See, Satan, right now, as the word proceeds, he is stealing some of this word from some of us. Immediately. You know how he does it? Sometimes you, 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 you try to read the Bible, and then as you try to read the Bible, man, he will just tell you, what about rent? Man, I've tried to read the Bible. I'm trying to read the Bible. He, he, sometimes you get on the, on the Bible, you're trying to read the Bible, and then, tee-tee, tee-tee, and, and what's up, and boom, you, you're gone. He's still in the Word. Sometimes you're trying to read the Word, and you know oh, there's an urge to just want to go and uh, check out what's on TV. Man, TV will destroy you. I'm telling you, TV will destroy you. Don't be addicted to TV. Just get in the Word. Get in the Word. And don't let... The enemy distracts you from his word. Hallelujah. What does he say? He says, for those by the wayside, the the word is sown. But when they have heard it, Satan comes immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. Next week, we're going to get deeper with this thing. I'm going to show you why the enemy wants to steal the word immediately. I'm just going to give you a preview. uh, uh, Ephesians 4.23 tells us to be renewed in the spirits of our mind. He's talking about the female part of your mind. He's talking about the subconscious. And he's saying when the word comes in, it goes through the conscious mind. And when the conscious mind has approved it, he throws it into the subconscious, better known as the female part of your mind. And whatever goes into the female part of your mind is coming at you. It's over it's going to be uh, conceived and you're receiving fruit. And the only thing that has the power to breach the conscious mind all the way into the subconscious mind is music. I'm going to t- show you next week, man, it's crazy. Music is powerful. This is why sometimes you listen to the radio and then, you know, you listen, you listen, you listen, and uh, you just find yourself singing the song. I mean, just the other day, uh, Uh, we were walking out, uh, my wife and my brother-in-law is staying with us these days so he kind of sometimes plays his loud music in the house and so on and so forth. It was so funny man. We went out to buy food and as we were walking back to the car my wife said, it's a hard knock life. And I said, oh yes it is for you. I said, where did you get that from? She said, I don't know where that came from. See when they play those instruments Man, they're depositing seed directly into your subconscious. They are building your life when you don't know it. This is why adverts. Man, when we did uh, uh, Bible school, they taught us about uh, classical conditioning, Pavlovian, and so on and so forth. Man, that's our objective as marketers, to try and get this seed into your heart without you knowing it, so that the next time your wife asks you to go to the shop, they'll tell you to go and buy Colgate, when in actuality what they mean is toothpaste. Because we've conditioned you to the mind where you just uh, a dummy. And you'd rather be a dummy to the Word of God. Where you're just calling the Word of God call Just, just, uh, 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 I'm more than a conqueror through Christ who loves me. Where did that come from? Amen. He came that I might have life and have it more abundantly. Ooh, where did that come from? You don't even know it. You're on autopilot because you've dedicated so much of your time into the Word of God and the Word of God has rearranged your thinking and put you on autopilot to the Word. You don't even know it. See, when I read Scripture, I don't go to Scripture and read and then say, I want to claim this Scripture. I want to. No, I just go and read. And then the Bible says, the Holy Spirit will bring it to my remembrance. Man, when I learned that... The Holy Spirit was the perfect uh, 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 note-taker. Man, now I take minimum notes when I'm in service. I just say, Holy Spirit, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you to bring it to remembrance. That which I need, I'm trusting for you to bring it to my remembrance. And He always does. Amen. I said, Amen. Amen. Listen, next week we're going to get deeper. What verse are we in? Verse 16. And these are they likely, in the fourth week, we're actually going to get this and do it practically. Man, you're going to see some behavioral changes in your life. You're going to see some certain things just change. Just things you used to do, just you don't do anymore. Yeah, you used to live your life on the edge. That you'll you, you be so far inland, people won't be able to offend you. You know, like Jesus says, he says, take no offense. When you start living in that realm of take no offense, no one can offend you. You know Why? Because if they try, you just won't take the offense. You'll be so inland. It's sad to say that many of us, man, we, we don't push me because I'm close to that. I'm trying. not Listen, I'm even trying not to make myself angry. Ah, ha 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 ha. Hey, Amen. Have you ever seen people like that? Always on the edge, man. Just always on the edge. That's not of God. Amen? And trust me, we're going to fix that. Why? Because the Word can fix that. What verse are we in? 16. And these are they, likewise, which are sown on stony ground, who, when they have heard the Word, immediately receive it with gladness. But I can't read verse 17 because I am out of time.